Welcome to Launch Your Practice, the show that helps therapists build a thriving private practice. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton, and each week I'll be sharing insights and strategies to help you grow your business and achieve financial success. Running a business is not something that we're taught in school, so I've created this podcast to help you learn and avoid some of the sidesteps and mistakes I have made to help you build a profitable private practice. So if you're ready to transform your business, join me on this journey to building a profitable private practice. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hi, my friends, it's Megan here at Launcher Practice, and today I'm going to do things a little bit different and answer some question and answers that people have submitted on Instagram as well as on my website. For those of you who are a bit familiar with my work, I was a solo practitioner who started out right after graduate school in 2014 and worked pretty independently and built my practice over time and then left my agency job. I was working for the government and then really pursued private practice full-time, working four days a week. And then in 2018, opened up my group practice, Thrive Collective. So thank you for everyone who shared the questions to ask of me. I'm just appreciative that people want me to answer these questions and are maybe curious about my experience with these questions. So thank you so much for taking the time. So um, the first question I want to answer today was submitted over Instagram. And thank you again for sending this in. How do I know when it's time to leave my day job and focus on private practice? So, I mean, I don't really think there's one right time to leave your day job, so to speak. And for myself, I did start private practice right out of school and I just chipped away at it over time. So I worked really part-time building my private practice out of the gate. I decided not to join a group practice and just work super part-time. I did have a few kids at that time too who were quite young. So it just made sense for me to just dabble in it really part-time. And that worked really well for me. And then over time, as I recognized that I was not as satisfied at my regular day job, I just started to build my private practice. And then I did have to make the scary leap to quit my day job in hopes that my private practice would be busy enough. And I mean, it is a little bit more complicated than that. And I did a bunch of work to ensure that I would have you know, sufficient clients and income. And that was, that was the right time for me. So I think if you're curious about this question, like, is it the right time or what does that need to look like? I think it is important to lean into that question and, you know, whether you talk to a colleague or you book some time with me to go over some of those big questions and try to strategize and make a plan for you is probably going to be your best option. The question I'm going to answer next, and it's probably one of the questions that I'm asked the absolute most out of any other question that I'm ever asked in my work is how to market your private practice. So this is a huge question. A lot of it depends on who you're trying to invite to be your client, but I do want to say that I study the data in our software very regularly, and I do have all my team members collect in in great detail where our referrals come from because it is super important to know 
where your clients, how they're finding you. So our two main, absolute main referral sources are Google and word of mouth. So I certainly spend a lot of time, energy, and money into building our professional connections in the community, um, liaising with other therapists. I actually went for coffee with three therapists in my town in the last month you know, I set those meetings up and I'm meeting with people. I'm learning about their practice. I'm telling them about our practice because at the end of the day, some of the clients that find um, my business, we can't serve for one reason or another. And it's also really important that other therapists know about us because there's going to be clients that they come into contact with and they can't serve either. So there's such mutual benefits to connecting with other therapists and Google is a bit of a beast. When I say Google is our one of our main referral sources, I do want to be really clear that I've never had paid ads on Google for my therapy business as a group practice or a solo practitioner. So I know this can be a real common trend. And I know that I've heard some people say, well, you know, you don't have to do Google AdWords because you live in a smaller community. So there's not really a lot of competition there. And and I, I have to say there is a ton of therapists out here in the Fraser Valley. So there is, there's actually quite a lot of providers. So obviously a Google business listing, super key, having photos, having all the profile fields on Google completed and doing regular posts on Google, getting just more noticeable when potential clients are searching on the internet and looking to find services in their community. So that's another piece that I obviously spend time getting into a little bit more specifics with therapists that I work with one-to-one, but Google is a really important place to ensure that your business is discoverable. The next question that I'm going to spend a couple minutes answering here is when is it the right time to bring on another therapist to my practice? So this is a complicated question in that, again, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's going to really depend on you, your business goals, and what you want to do. If you are just enjoying your private practice the way that it is, and maybe you have a lot of extra clients that are reaching out to you or want your services, A, it's okay to have a short wait list as a private practice clinician working on your own. And B, it's also okay to turn clients away. I know that's like a little taboo and it might feel really uncomfortable, um, but the reality is, is we cannot accept all the clients that come to us. And if we start to build a really modest wait list, we can't keep adding to that list and have like an infinite number of people because A, you know, there's some challenges with how do we provide timeframes as to when we'll be able to work with them. But B, and more importantly, like the daunting task of knowing that there's this growing list of people who are waiting to see you feels absolutely overwhelming. So it's okay to turn some of those clients away and share them with other therapists in the community or send them to other resources. It's really important. So just because you are noticing a spike or an increase in your referrals doesn't necessarily mean that you have to grow your business or that you have to bring someone on or start a group practice. You don't have to do that. And truly for some people, I, I might even recommend don't do that because it is more stress, it is more responsibility things can obviously be more complicated. So 
it is really important to really truly question if that's something that you want to do. Now, if you do have growth dreams and do want to build a group practice, it is really important to spend time deciding on how you want to do that, the type of group practice you want, um, certainly the structure of the group practice. There's a lot that goes into building a group practice more than just bringing somebody on and sharing your referrals. So contracts, responsibilities, structure, so many pieces to discuss and explore. I have a practice where all of the teammates that I have are independent contractors. Um, so my style of leadership and how I design my group practice is a little bit different than having people work for me. I'm quite careful that I do share that people, I work alongside my colleagues and I support them, but they are all running their independent businesses. And that's, that's really important to me. So figuring out some of those pieces is really key because once we enter an agreement with somebody, it is really challenging to try to iron out some of the details after the fact. So spending a lot of time really knowing what you're doing, what you're building, and where you see this going in one year, two year, five years is really key in designing the structure that's going to work best for you and your business. So I have supported a few people who have brought on an associate. I don't call myself a coach or consultant for people who are opening group practices, but I do run a group practice, a fairly big practice with 16 therapists and we have three locations. And so I certainly can share what I've learned along the way, which is super valuable and make some recommendations based on some of your business goals. The last question that I want to spend some time answering today is looking at supplementary income. So I am going to be having an updated freebie on my website and on my social media called Better Boundaries, Bigger Revenue. I'm really excited to talk about this. So I'm going to be going over just ways of thinking about your practice in a different way and looking at making edits to your practice to boost your income. Spoiler alert, some of those include some more serious boundaries in your practice as a professional. But for the sake of this question, and thank you for emailing this question in on my website, whoever you are, I appreciate it. So other examples of supplementary income one of the main ones that I've seen some therapists do is to sublet an office to someone that's not connected to their practice. So I've had some success doing that myself and it's gone really well. Other examples are workshops or presentations. So either approaching independent organizations or businesses or listing those services as like a private service where you can do lectures. I do have several colleagues who also teach some therapists certainly bring on intern students as supplementary income. So you are investing some time and energy into obviously supporting and supervising interns. However, you are able to bring in some additional revenue through some of those low cost options, the rates that therapists in training charge for their clients. So that's one option is for supplementary income as well. It's quite common to have digital download 
items. Some have more success than others, but it's certainly something to share, especially if you have something really amazing, like some templates or forms, or I do know a therapist that sells a journal that they've built, which is amazing resource for clients and just the general public. And online courses. So if you have a particular niche or area that you're really passionate about, I mean, building even just a mini course is a really valuable option that you can sell that product for people who are interested in that topic. So I hope that that is helpful. And there's lots of different ways. And I help people brainstorm some of these solutions because at the end of the day, we want to work smarter, not harder and see, you know, sustainable amount of clients per week and still have the benefits of, you know, making good money for doing really hard work. And there's no shame in that. So those are the questions that I'm going to answer today. I hope that that was super helpful. I would like to do this question and answer you know, maybe every five or six episodes or so. So if you have any questions that you're curious about that you'd like me to talk about on this segment where I I do these listener Q&As, I would be really honored and appreciate you connecting with me and contacting me and asking the questions. I'd love to answer them. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. That's it for this episode of Launch Your Practice. I hope you found the information valuable and actionable. Remember, building a profitable private practice takes time, effort, and persistence. But with the right mindset and strategies, you can achieve your goals and make a real impact on the lives of your clients. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, I would be so appreciative if you took some time to leave me a review. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more people just like you. If you have any feedback or future topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Launch Your Practice. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in to Launch Your Practice. Until next time, keep building your dream private practice and remember to take care of yourself along the way. 